do you have a favorite horror story of cold calling somebody and and what is it and you know try to keep it clean because i know <laughs> <laughs> dirty things happen on the other end of yeah. that um, it's a family yeah. friendly uh, a podcast <laughs> The Great Independent Podcast, powered by Pacific Crest Insurance, where independent insurance agents and industry leaders talk about the highs and lows of starting and running a successful agency. Learn the common trends and struggles of independent insurance agents. Go to PacificCrestInsurance.com for more on how to be a successful independent insurance agent. This week on the Great Independent Podcast, Marcus and I are joined by Dustin Sonderman, a former agent and current recruiter. Without much experience in sales or insurance, Dustin had to quickly learn the art of cold calling. Now he makes 50 plus calls a day and has seen significant change in his approach since he started, as well as growth and success in his role. Take a listen to some tips he has for those looking to start or improve their cold calling. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's The Great Independent Podcast, powered by Pacific Crest Insurance. I'm Zach, your host, and here with my co-host Marcus, as always. Hey everybody! And today we are joined by Dustin Sonderman, who is fairly new to the insurance business. He's been around for about a year, is that right, Dustin? Yeah, yep, been around about around for a year. So Dustin um, had no prior insurance experience before um, he started with Pacific Crest and he started out as an agent and uh, really had to kind of um, you know, claw and scrape a little bit to learn some of the business and he's actually now uh, transitioned into more of a recruiter for us here at Pacific Crest. Um, so, you know, I think the, the whole point of this show today is really to talk about cold calling and how important it is to agents or how important it can be to agents and, and their business and you know ultimately the success or, or failure of somebody's agency uh, so uh, just wanted to get an expert um, you know somebody that's been through the trenches of learning how to cold call from ground zero all the way you know up to somebody that's a, a little bit more experienced and, and talk to um, you know multiple types of people and, and learn kind of you know different ways on, on how to approach it um, so, uh, just wanted to have a bit of a roundtable discussion with the three of us, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, you guys can uh, get a little bit of uh, knowledge. I guess if if you're yeah. not that well versed, or even if you are, um, you know, maybe pick up some tips here and there on cold calling. Talking about the redheaded stepchild of sales, right? Cold calling. Yeah, the the one that scares the crap out of everybody, but I feel like if you know how to do it, you can just smother everybody else, right? Yeah. Well, if you know how to do it or if you're just willing to do it, I mean, that's kind of why we're having this podcast is because, you know, we threw Dustin into the mix immediately coming from a, a coming from a, a professional career in being a, a butcher, a meat cutter for how long, Dustin? 22 years. 22 years. And then all of a sudden becoming an insurance agent and, and having, you know, a really good friend say, oh yeah, great. Now you're an insurance agent. Get on the phone and start cold calling everybody. I mean, how, how afraid were you? How oh, I was, I was petrified. I, it was <laughs> not anything I had ever done before, you know, you yeah. know, working in, working in retail. 
every my days were pretty much map, mapped out for me. I just followed and went through the motions and yeah, getting into into this business, I had to get way out of my comfort zone and it was incredibly difficult for me because I'm sure. kind of an introverted person and yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a good point. So you just you threw out a, a a part of your personality that I think is really something to focus on for this, you know, discussion. You are a very private individual. It's not like you you put yourself out there in every discussion. That's not your personality. You're not really um, animated in, in most cases. So, you know, asking you to get on the phone and call people out of the blue that you'd never talked to before is would would in most people's cases be scary. But for somebody like you with your personality is almost like uh, the fear of death, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was, like I said, it, it was very, it was very difficult for me. So how long did it take you to kind of get the swing of it? I mean, where did you start to feel comfortable doing it? Um, I, it took me probably a week and a half or to two weeks to finally get into, you know, quote unquote, a, a groove that I've now to where I'm at now to where I feel comfortable making the phone call and talking to, people and you know generate just getting a conversation started and right. you know irregardless if they're inter- interested in what we're doing just keeping them on the phone and you know diving into a little bit of, of their background and their history and mm. and stuff so I'm a lot more comfortable now than I was say a month ago right you know um, Zach there's all sorts of stuff you and I have looked at as far as you know like sales techniques and stuff like that there's a lot of books and stuff that are written on how to do cold calling and whatnot and I can tell you that I I talk to a lot of agents on the phone that say that they have cold calling as part of their marketing you know part of their plan to drive business Um, a lot of them will say uh, I'll ask them well do you have a script and they'll say oh no no I don't need a script I wing it. I'm much better at winging it and making it my own. And then two, three months down the road, are you still cold calling? No, it doesn't really work for me. Dustin, do you have a script? I do have a script. and Do you deviate deviate from the script? A little bit, but for the most part, I do stick Stick to the script. Um, And I was kind of one of those people like that you mentioned that just winged it. I thought I would be better if I just call people and flew by the you know by the seat of my pants and it just didn't it wasn't working out i found myself like you know getting being more nervous not knowing what to say not knowing what to say and when i did get somebody on the phone and they wanted to hear what i had to say i got kind of got i got lost so you know we sat down on track right yeah it kept me on track i sat down with marcus and wrote out two two different scripts and I've kind of molded them, molded both of them into my own, and you can make it your own, but it's still a script. It's still a script. It's still sitting on my desk, and there's almost every call that I make I, when, before somebody gets on the phone, or if I've spoken to a receptionist that, that puts me on hold, I look over and I glance over that script. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits of a script, um, and the false illusions of what the negatives of a script are. That I call them false illusions because some people will look at scripts um, as being a, a negative thing because it comes across as though it's rehearsed, it's not genuine, and that cold calling needs to be more, uh, 
genuine, right? It just needs to come across in a very genuine method and, and sound real, like you really, you know, are trying to solve their problems or whatever it may be. Authentic. 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 Yeah, that's the good word. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. It's it's been a long (laughs) time already. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cue Zach whenever Marcus is struggling with uh, his his, uh, vocabulary. Vocabulary. Vocabulary, Zach. That's my nickname. That's right. Okay. So, um, anyways, where were we? Talking a little bit about the importance of of having a script and what a lot of agents believe that they don't want to have a script because they don't want it to come across like it's genuine, right? Well, quite frankly, at the end of the day, that's one person that heard that script. And then you're going to a brand new person that hears the script. They have no idea that you're rehearsing it over and over and over again. But what it keeps you from doing is falling and tripping over your own shoelaces all the time and over your tongue because you're just worried that you're going to say the wrong thing or that you don't know what to say to the next um, you know, response that that person gives you, right? That's why that script is so important that you just hammer that script over and over and over again. Then you polish it. And if you make it your own, like you're saying, still a script, but you made it your own, yeah. then it comes across and it seems more authentic like, like Zach's saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about is, is how many phone calls you make a day? Oh, anywhere from 50 to 70 calls a day. It just depends on, you know, some people I'll be on the phone with. Like yesterday I spoke to a lady I was on the phone with her for almost 40 minutes. So it just depends on, on the how the calls go. How much how the, you get distracted. How, yeah. You know, how long the, each call lasts. But I try not to give myself too much more than five or five to 10 seconds between a phone call just so I don't get distracted or start daydreaming or something else. You know, stay, stay mm-hmm. focused and on task. And So hypothetically speaking, if you never contacted anybody, if the phone just rang and you left messages, how many phone calls would you make in a day? At least a hundred. At least a hundred, maybe more. Maybe more. Okay. Well, so I have a question on that. So let's say you do have a long conversation like that where, you know, you said it took like 40 minutes, right? Is that something that you want to stay away from or is that something that you almost encourage or somewhere in between, right? Because you're not able to make more phone calls that, you know, kind of you need to judge where the phone call is going and, you know, the potential success of it and trying to get somebody off the phone if they're, you know, not going to fall through or is that something that you just kind of ride out? Um, it's just something I go with. Um, I think for the most part, I'm you know out there making phone calls, trying to get people interested in our opportunity. If I can get somebody on the phone and have a lengthy conversation with them, and you know, let them educate them more on what we have going on, and talk to them and build that relationship and that rapport with them, then if in their future something does happen, Pacific Crest is going to be at the top of the list when they start thinking, you know, do I want to go independent or I'm thinking about looking at being an independent agent. You know, Pacific Crest is going to be at the top because they're going to remember that conversation they had with this guy that just called them out of the blue and talked about their agency a little bit and was took interest in my life also. Right. Not just, not just you know, trying to sell me something. You know, we built a... I built a relationship with them because of the conversation that I had. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where that authentic, you know, uh, piece kind of comes into play. But I want our listeners to know that there's, there's two things that we're talking about here, right? So not to confuse anybody, Dustin's role here now 
is really to go out and get people interested in Pacific Crest Insurance, which you're talking to insurance agents now, right? Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, you were selling policies. So when you're talking to people about selling policies, those phone calls may not go, you know, 40 minutes, right? right? Now they're going a little bit longer because really what you're trying to do is if Dustin gets a hold of you, if this is if you're an agent right now listening to this podcast and you're not one of Pacific Crest agents, you're not an, an affiliate of ours. Um, if Dustin gets a hold of you, what really what we're trying to do and what you're trying to do, Dustin, correct me if I'm wrong, is foster a relationship with them and exactly. get something started, right? Which is, hey, we'd love to get your ear for a minute. Um, I'm not really here to talk you know, soup to nuts on the whole entire experience with Pacific Crest, but more or less start a relationship with you. And then if you're interested, get you on the phone with me where I can kind of go into more detail about the opportunity, right? Exactly. And from a marketing standpoint, um, you know, the way I look at it is he's learning a lot, um, you know, whether it be about a certain region uh, that the agent lives in or has their office in, um, or whether it be, um, you know, an, an agent with a certain captive or a certain independent, what they're hearing, what, you know, conversations that they're having on the ground. Um, it's a huge, huge learning experience too. Yeah, absolutely. Knowledge is, is definitely power and every little bit of that that you can gather definitely helps us because obviously we're trying to grow our alliance. And so for on that side of that fence right now, talking about that, then, you know, we want to make sure that we understand the market that that's out there and, you know, what the struggles are so that we can develop our opportunity to, you know, cater to what the needs are out there. Right. And that's huge. For yes. Us. And you're collecting a lot of that data. So on the, on the agent side, which is another piece of this entire cold calling podcast that we're trying to capture is, is the big benefit, what it can add to your agency, right. Is, activity, activity, activity. Right. So what I want to talk about, you know, when we're looking at the agent perspective is, is um, trying to sell insurance. It's, you're trying to, and oftentimes close now, right? You're trying to close that policy immediately, which could take a while, right? And that's why mm -hmm. that call might take a little bit longer um, or trying to do what's called X dating, right? When is your policy going to renew? When can I call you back so that you can build a database, right? So you're not yet always going for the throat. So it's important for agents to understand that cold calling can also just be that fostering of a relationship, which is, look, Mrs. Smith, I'm not here to, to hound you about selling you a policy right now. What I'm here is to ask you if I can build a relationship with you so that we can eventually get to that date so that I can prove myself that I will do two things. One, I will follow up like I said I would. And two, I'll quote your policy and see if I'm in a better position than the agent that you're, you are with right now, right? And usually what will happen oftentimes, by the time you make a couple of you know, calls to Mrs. Smith, she might say to you, you call me more than my agent does. When was the last time you heard from your insurance agent? Mm -hmm. So now what you've done is you fostered that relationship over the course of a couple of calls. And so I think it's important for our listeners to know that if you're taking information from this podcast to learn about cold calling, don't just look at it as going for the throat. Sure, there is that style out there. There are companies out there that practice that technique which is I'm going to cold call internet leads. I'm going to try to close them immediately. But there's also the technique, which is if the availability is there and that offering is on the table, sure, grab it, right? But what about building a database? Because that's what this business is about, filling that pipeline so that eventually you can start closing business down the road. Right. Well, and I, you know, 
someone opening an independent agency can look at a, a couple of different things as to why they do it, right? Um, I mean, obviously, number one, we want agents that want to help people. Uh, but obviously, you know, we want them to be successful in terms of how much premium they write and you know, how much money they make. I, I mean, that's that's why we're in business, right? Absolutely. But and without the, activity, those things don't come, right? Yeah, totally. Um, and the flip side of things is, you know, you want to be involved in your community and have those relationships. And I think that's one of the biggest benefits of having an agent, having an independent agent, somebody that's local to you, somebody that you see at the supermarket or, you know, out for a jog, whatever it might be. So, you know, just letting people know that you're new in the neighborhood or that you've been around um, and maybe they're new to the neighborhood, whatever it might be, um, you know, that relationship, you know, goes beyond the phone too, but that's one way to, to start it. Absolutely. The reason why we're talking to you today, Dustin, is because, um, you know, you're fairly new to this business, coming out of meat cutting, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden being thrown into this mix scared the hell out of you, for one, right? Oh, absolutely. And now you've had an opportunity to live through it for the last 12 months or so. And would you... I guess the real reason why you're here is is to lend that advice to new agents or even tenured agents to cold calling who maybe have never done it. What would your advice to them be? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I it was something that I would never just do myself. I would just never sit down and say, "Oh, I need to, I need a cold call," and then you know it was suggested or advised, like like we're talking about now, and I just had to sit down and make myself do it. And now, how comfortable do you feel? Now I'm now I'm I feel very comfortable. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still get a little bit nervous when I'm dialing that number as sure. to, you know, what, what's going to happen on the other, other end of the line. But I also, I've made so many calls that I'm okay with repetition with, yeah, the repetition of it all. I'm okay with how, you know, what the outcome is and, you know, calling people and, and, uh, you know, building my pipeline when I was doing the agent stuff was the, it was kind of the same way. You know, I, I would get advice on how to handle or how to talk to people. And I just had to do it. I just had to sit down and say, okay, you make yourself pick, do it. I had to make myself do it because like I said, it's just not my personality is to right. pick it up, pick up the phone and call. So it took a lot for me, but now that I'm over that hump and, you know, got out of my comfort zone and got out of my own way, you know, things are, are have snowballed for me and I'm in a, in a great position now. And, you know, like Marcus was talking about the pipeline, I I got an email yesterday from a lady that I had spoken to back in January, and she said yeah, that so she it's, it's, she, it's she had now, right? yeah, so. she had appreciated the the conversation we had, and I sent her a couple of emails throughout the throughout the year, and she's ready to move forward with uh, a policy with her with her policy now. So amen, yeah. right? Patience, absolutely. And so going back onto what Zach was saying about you know we want our agents to be profitable, right? That's why we do these podcasts, giving little nuggets out there that you can take away that you know would maybe help you. The idea here is I could bring in an agent that's been tenured for twenty years and have this podcast, and it, the conversation would sound different, right? It totally, it would totally sound different. Yeah. I want agents to know that. If Dustin Sonderman can do it, anybody can go do it. That's the whole point, right? That's the whole point of this is, is that what we don't want to have is for an agent to call us and say, I'm struggling to make it. And then us have the you know, Q&A session with them and say, well, have you tried cold calling? And them go, oh, no, that's not my gig, man. I can't do that. Well, wait a minute. You're ready to throw in the towel and you haven't tried cold calling? 
because the reality is, is activity is king. That's, there's no debating that. So whatever activity practices that you could put into your agency are going to generate business. Some better than others, right? Right. But if you haven't tried it, you need to at least give it a shot. Well, we talk about, and I think we talked about this last week with uh, Gabe, was you got to find what works for you, but you got to figure that out first. You can't just decide that it's not for you. You got to sure. throw some things at the wall and see which one sticks. That's the name of the game for marketing. So. But don't sit back and just say, I, I can't cold call. It's not for me if you've never tried it. How would you know? Dustin Sonderman cut me for 20 years. He could sit back easily and say, no, 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 I'm not comfortable doing that. It's not in my, that's not my wheelhouse. Oh yeah, I did, I did, I did do that for <laughs> about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, you don't have a choice. You're going to go cold call, right? So, <laughs> you know, so you were forced to do it basically in a nutshell. Yeah. And it made you jump out of your comfort zone, like you said. Absolutely. And now look at you. I mean, that's all you do all day long is smile and dial, smile and dial. And I listen to your calls. I'm sitting on the other side of the wall. I can hear a lot of your calls. Mm -hmm. They're smooth. Now they're very genuine. You know, it comes across um, with very little, uh, very little labor, right? You're not forcing that conversation. It's, it's, and then the cherry on the top is what? What do you do it at the end of every call? I ask them if they can do something to help me out. And what is what are you asking for their help for? I ask them if they I ask them for a referral. Do you a know referral. anybody? Do you know anybody off the top of your head that I could give a call to that would be interested in an opportunity like this? And how many people give you a referral? Just about everybody I ask. Why? I, I know the answer to this question, but why do they give it to you? Because people like to help people. That's right. And if you don't ask for it, you'll never get it. Exactly. Cold calling, I'm telling you, if you're not doing it, you had better make sure that you have other methods and other practices in your agency that prove that you don't need to do it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're all here to be profitable and make money. And I hope that our listeners are listening to a guy who cut meat for 22 years, walked into the insurance industry, and now is doing such a good job of cold calling that we brought him into the growth side of this agency to bring on agents not just policies. And I'm telling you what, it is a thousand times harder to offer somebody an opportunity to change their career than it is to sell an insurance policy. So if Dustin Sonderman can talk to people about our opportunity and he's been in the insurance industry for a year and get them interested, you can get on the phone and talk to people about selling a policy. Think about it this way. You know, agents always kind of try to figure out where marketing fits into their budget and it's always the first thing to get cut right and that's not just from insurance agencies that's that's every company right cold calling is that one you know marketing piece if you want to call it that that will always be there you always have a phone book you'll always have some place to start and it doesn't cost anything besides your time right so i mean you know if you are able to foster some of those relationships um how much of how much more of an ROI is that than spending you know some digital marketing budget or absolutely or whatever it might be that you're looking at doing? And I tell you what, I mean, Zach, you and I talk to agent after agent after agent after agent, and 
the common theme is that they get business by asking for it. They don't get business by spending money on digital marketing campaigns and SEO and whatnot. I mean, the normal run of the, the, the mill agent is going to get business by going out and beating the streets and, and putting their marketing budget into a good pair of sneakers and a phone. You know, that's, that's how it works. If you've somehow convinced yourself that having a mesmerizing website and a, um, a following of 5,000 people on Facebook is going to generate enough business that you are kidding yourself. It's not going to work. You have to have um, aggressive marketing behavior in your plan. If you don't, you will always be falling back on passive marketing that will not generate business immediately and will make your phone ring. It's definitely not glamorous. Um, whoever thought glamour happened in the insurance business, I don't know who they were talking to. I don't know either. I mean, it doesn't really matter what business you're talking about. I mean, I can guarantee you that, uh, um, let's just take, for instance, I mean, let's not get too far off track, but let's just talk about meat cutting business for a while, right? I mean, you were on the retail side for a long time. How many relationships did you have with clients that would come up to your butcher counter and ask specifically for you because you built a relationship with those clients over time and they liked the way that you service their needs in the meat cutting industry? I couldn't even begin to tell you how many people would only deal with me or... Because you built a relationship. Would, yeah, they would. There, there were people that would schedule their day, their shopping days around my days off. I mean, obviously I didn't yeah. work on weekends. I, my days off were during the week. So now so, how many of those people did you walk around the butcher block and say, can I help you? All of them. All of them. You asked them for a relationship right there. You asked them for the, you asked them if you could help them with whatever it is that they needed at that time. And because you took time out of your day to do that, you fostered a relationship with them. It went um, in the books with them. It was important to, to them, and they continue to come back to you every single time, right? Every time. How is that any different than insurance? You got out of your comfort zone. You walked around that counter. You could have sat behind the counter and said, no, I'll wait for that lady to walk up here and ask me if, if I can help her. But right. instead, you walked around the counter and you said, how can I help you? Exactly. Same thing in insurance. How can I help you? Can I help you get a better policy? Can I help you change your life as in this opportunity with Pacific Crust? Same thing, right? Well, I can tell you that if I hadn't got out of my comfort zone, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I'd be sitting at a desk somewhere trying to figure out how I'm going to pay, pay my pay my bills and be twiddling my thumbs. Right. So, you know, the the push to jump, to get out of my comfort zone and make these cold calls and call people and foster and generate relationships with people is is why I'm where I'm at now. Yep. Zach is telling us that we have to wrap it up because he's usually the time police. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what producers do, right? right. That's what you want to call them. That's what I call myself. <laughs> but be, before we let you go, Dustin, I always have to ask, uh, do you have a favorite horror story of cold calling somebody? And, and what is it? And, you know, try to keep it clean because I know <laughs> dirty things family. happen on the other end of that. Um, it's a family-friendly yeah. uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah there's, there's been a, more than one phone call where uh, they told me to 
go do some some really not so awesome things to my mother, so to speak. Oh, and, nice. Uh, and I would bring know, my mom. Into uh, yeah, exactly. you know, they, they just, some people get irritated. They get mad about being bothered, so to speak. And, you know, you just kind of have to let it run off your back. Right. And move on to the next person. Be glad that that person just told you off so that uh, you can move on to the next person that you can actually do something for and, you know, Here's here's my here's my two cents on that. I'll keep it really short. You could really let that bug you, right? You could really let that get you down. You could really look at it like I have disturbed this person's, you know, day or their hour or whatever it is that they're doing. And you could fall back on it and say, I'm doing the wrong thing here by cold calling. And I think it's easy to do that if your opportunity stinks, right? Because you're not completely convinced yourself that you're trying to do them a favor. Right. And that's where it comes into sales, right? So I ask people the question, if I ask you what sales is, do you answer the question and you say, that's something you do to somebody? Because if that's your answer, you're in the wrong business. Or you're doing it wrong. Or you're doing it wrong. Right. Or Or you're selling the wrong opportunity. Right. But if you believe in your opportunity and you really are trying to help people and I ask you the question, describe to me what you think of sales and you say it's how I can help somebody. It's something that I offer somebody to change their life. You're in the right business. You're selling the right product, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why you can't let people like that get you down because you really genuinely were trying to help that person. They just never gave you the opportunity to convince them and let them see that, right? Exactly. Well, um, you know, I, I think that's just such a great take on it. Um, you know, mindset and attitude that, that Dustin said, right? Like, now you know. Somebody tells you off or, you know, somebody gets you off the phone or whatever it be. Now you know that that person's no longer a prospect. But if you leave, you know, an entire phone book out there of people that you could potentially sell to, you know, I don't know how you, you fall asleep at night or, or how you think you're going to grow your business because that's potential, right? And, you know, look at the positive side of it and, hey, now I get to, to call the next person and, and hopefully they'll be they'll be a success. So, Yep, exactly. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we wanted to keep this one uh, fairly short today. Um, and, you know, I, hopefully this podcast isn't, the only you know source uh, of learning that you guys are doing. I know there's a ton of other um, resources, uh, resources out, there. out there for for sales training and and all that good stuff, whether it be online or conferences or you know somebody um, you know in your community of, of agents. So make sure to, to utilize those and, and keep pushing through. Um, but uh, I think that's all we had for today. And yeah. uh, thanks guys for joining. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for joining us this week on the Great Independent Podcast. Check back every couple weeks for a new episode on a topic that can help you, the insurance agent, on everything from commissions to technology.